One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tangos! There you go. Uh, I guess there was a shooting uh, across the street from our neighborhood at the skate park. And I guess the person got away, and our neighborhood's a big neighborhood that's right next to it. So Locked down on the block. I mean, just no one can move pretty much until they figure it out. Nah, they didn't even have the police there. They just got put out on a group Facebook of the neighborhood. And everybody was just like locking their doors. Oh, the co- <laughs> For real, the cops weren't even involved. That's not funny. yet. I mean, they got involved, but they hadn't shown up. I mean, I wish I could support cops more, but it really, when it comes down to like calling the cops, you're just calling them to make a fucking uh, report about it. I mean, by the time the cops come for anything, by the time you call them, the shit's already gone down. It doesn't matter what you're calling them for. The shit's already happened. It's like, so, eh. Thank you for filing a report, though, afterwards. Thank you, officer. I mean, we don't have teleportation, so what do you want them to do? I mean, honestly, I really do. I totally understand. And it's kind of, that's where I'm kind of torn, because I don't believe in, like, the beat cops. Like, the ones just pulling people over for whatever. It's like, you know, do you see uh, firemen driving fire trucks around looking for fires? Like, no, you don't. But... I totally understand beat cops because they're the ones that are the only people that will actually be in a situation to actually do something. The ones that stumble across a fucking situation. That's the only time cops are actually useful. And I totally understand that. Well, you have like detectives that look at crimes and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. And you, have, you, have cops, and you have like SWAT yeah. that respond to a situation. But they're solving something that's already happened. You know what I mean? Like, see what well, I'm saying? Yeah. You, I mean, you can't have people out all the time. That doesn't even make sense. Because then they'll be like, well, we can't. We get your stuff already happened, but we don't have anyone to go deal with that because we're all out looking for crime right now. That's why it's divided up. Totally. But a beat cop that's just like driving around would be the one seeing a psycho running around with a fucking knife. You know what I mean? Like before anybody else could call that situation in. Like he's, oh shit, bam, got him. They're also good because when. 911 gets a call and the dispatcher like will radio a location. One of them who's already out will be like, all right, I'm near there and go. They don't have to see it. They're also just close. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure what conversation I jumped into. Was there like a, is this like a debate? Cause that's there was a Robbie, shooting uh, uh, outside our neighborhood. Oh yeah. Is everybody okay? I saw that. Like currently ongoing right now while we're recording this. Oh, I mean, how many shots you said it was a single shooter. I have no idea. Like I said, it was on a Facebook uh, neighborhood page that we have. Yeah, my HOA has one of those. God, you have my an HOA? HOA? Ugh. Yes. I know for a fact I could never have an HOA. Why is that? Man, imagine owning a house and then somebody telling you what you can do with your property. Well, I imagine if I was going to buy a house in a neighborhood that had HOA, I would look at the guidelines. No, I understand that. And if it was, and if it was guidelines that like, oh, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, sure, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll keep. I get it. This clear. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me. I've done tree service, man. Dealing with HOAs, <laughs> couldn't imagine having HOA. I really, I've always said that. Doesn't bug me much. I'm not part of the Facebook group. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Jesus! What fucking ever? So yeah, had a the shooter, but we're not sure what's going on. They had a ghetto bird for a bit, but it's gone now. I heard some police sirens out there, so house is locked up. Kids are safe. So, well, so I hope everybody's good. Yep. And on that sad note, 
Welcome to ID10 Tangos. Today's topic is going to be body modifications. Toasty. What is the definition of body modifications? Body modifications and mutilations, intentional, permanent, or semi-permanent alterations of the living human body for reasons such as ritual, folk medicine, that there was a comma between ritual and folk medicine, aesthetics, or corporal punishment. In general, voluntary changes are considered to be modifications, and involuntary changes are considered mutilations. Body modifications. Who would like to go first about a body modification that they find interesting, or one they would like to have, or one they have thought of having, or anything in particular like that? I really wanted to get my tongue split. How did I know you were going to say that? I actually thought about doing that too. I just love it. I love how it looks. I love how you can play with it. But I am such a massive pussy. I don't think I'll ever go through with it. See, I like the, how you can actually manipulate both sides of it individually. Yeah. Bullshit to me. My thing was I wanted a piercing on the tip of my tongue, like with the ball on the uh, bottom of your tongue. Mm-hmm. And no one would do that because it's so close to that. You know, it's really hard not to hit that vein. Yep. So, I mean, that's one of the piercings I wanted was the tip of my tongue. But I, I never did it. But the split tongue, I that's always something that was pretty pimp to me. I really wanted to get it done. I've like done all the research. I've watched, you know, so many people like their vlogs or whatever about them getting it done and what their recovery was like and shit like that. If I'm going to like, I don't want to be conscious when it's going on. Like I, 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 I don't want to be conscious for it. I know they like, they'll numb up your tongue completely. It's like cauterize at like the same time as it's getting cut. It's cauterized. I know I said it wrong, fool. Authenticity. <laughs> it's stitched. I know they numb your tongue when they're actually doing it. It's like afterwards. I like I like food. How were you with your wisdom teeth? I was fine. Were you numbed or did you get the gas? Oh, oh man, they put me... No, they, they gave me an IV. They put me out. Oh, see, I can't do that. I like to be aware, so I was just numbed. And I watched this bitch rip open my gums instead of cutting them like she was supposed to. Oh, I'm the only lucky one that had the wisdom teeth come in and then explode on. Lucky me. My my wisdom teeth came in fine, but I was in military boot camp and they were like, they got to come out. And I was like, I've had them for years and they're fine. And they were like, no, coming out. And I was like, oh, they yanked all four of them out right there. And I was like, ah, like he, he was like pushing down on my, or the nurse was pushing down on me as he was ripping the fucking teeth out of my face. Mm-hmm. My dentist did one side at a time so I could still eat with half my mouth. As I was eating in boot camp, I got a piece of rice stuck in one of them for like four days and I could not get it the fuck out. I eventually had to have one of my friends like dig around in my mouth and get it out for me. Disgusting. Oh man, I remember being at work, not eating anything, just working. And all of a sudden I had a chunk of something in my mouth and I realized it was a tooth and my top wisdom tooth exploded you know i'm poor i didn't have pulled out it exploded and after that years of migraines years of problems dude it's ridiculous having that kind of toothache all four of mine have cut through two of them exploded on me yeah yeah that's fucking weird Nah, it, it sucks. It really does. They explode. That's what the whole point of getting rid of them do. I know like, when I was younger, I had I had the silver caps on my teeth and I had eight of them. Like it looked like I had a grill when I was like in second grade <laughs> because my Pepal Clifford always had candy. And every time I'd go over there, he'd, he'd feed me fucking candy nonstop. And I was a child who didn't take care of his teeth. So what was he like? He was really quiet. 
He gave me candy. He talked to dad mostly because he had a stroke. And most of the time I couldn't understand him. But there was one time he had said something to me and I fully understand him. And I was like super excited. And I ran through the house. And I think in my excitement, I actually forgot what he said to me. <laughs> but I remember I ran and I told dad because I was so excited that I could understand him. Because I didn't understand what a stroke was. I thought he just spoke funny or like a different language kind of. I just didn't know. My adopted dad had a stroke. I know all about that shit. Grandma's had like three. She also broken her fucking hip like five times. I remember as a kid making fun of my dad, but he was like, you know, go upstairs, go downstairs to me and my brother talking about to the bunk beds we had. He's like, go upstairs, go downstairs. And we'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah. One of my old uh, bosses, he, uh, what is it, cerebral palsy, I think, or like your face like slumps to the side. He had that happen to him when, when he was in the shower. And then he was like that at work for a little bit. But I would always like, <laughs> I would make fun of him. He thought it was funny too. I would like slump my face down and I would go, my name's Rodriguez. <laughs> he, he would tell me to shut the fuck up or like get back to work every time I did it. And so that was an ongoing joke for all the guys to do it. Is it something that gets like better or worse? I thought you were born with cerebral palsy. That's what, because Gummy's younger brother has that, I believe, and was born with it. And I thought people were normally born with it. Bell's palsy. That's what it is. Gotcha. How did I know? Yeah, he had Bell's palsy and half of his face was mm, and I was making fun of him for that shit. Very different. Even that one, does it get better or worse day by day? Or is it- that one did get better. Really? Yeah, his did get better after a while. It just happened. Uh, it can come back. Yeah, no, his, his got better. His, his face is back to normal. But no, I just get the palsies mixed up. Cerebral palsy was the handicapped kid that I beat up in high school. You're a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah, you asshole. No, if you ask anybody, this kid deserved it. I didn't like fucking beat this kid up just because I'm a fucking asshole. Pretty sure no matter what shit he talked, he didn't deserve that, bro. Anybody at that school, you can ask anyone to this day. They're all like, yeah, fuck that kid. Like we had two major handicapped people in my first high school. It was a very nice blind girl, super sweetheart. Everyone loved her. And there was this kid who had cerebral palsy, and he was a fuckwit. I played football, and he was on the medical team, and he had, like, the little crutches because his, like, feet were out to the side or whatever. Well, one day, we lost a football game, so Coach was beating our fucking ass at practice, just, like, beating us down. My boy Branson and I, we were carrying back the water jugs, and this kid is just telling us how big of losers we are. He could play better than us. We're pieces of shit. We don't deserve to be on this team. Like, I was not wanting to fight this fucking kid at all because he's fucking handicapped. He kept talking shit, and I was like, look, man, get out of my fucking face. I don't want to fucking hear it. We walk into the clubhouse. We're putting shit away, and this kid takes a stick, and he fucking jabs me in the chest with it. And I was like, don't fucking do that again, or I'm going to take that away from you and make you run in circles. And so he fucking hit me with his stick again, and I, t- I yanked that fucking stick out of his hand. I dropped the stick, but then I just started beating the absolute shit out of him until Coach White, who's our fucking defensive football coach came in there and he was like Cody get the fuck off him and I got off him and I was just like breathing all heavy pissed off and he's like in my office and coach knew that kid was an asshole because like literally everybody knew he was an asshole he was such a big of an asshole that I beat the shit out of this kid and neither one of us got in trouble for it because he was like what happened and the kid was like I was telling him he was trash and this that and the other and coach white was like you should shut the fuck up and you shouldn't beat up handy kids so get the fuck out of here and we were like all right and then we just left and that was the end of it that kid was a fucking asshole. Fuck that kid. You're still fucked up for beating that ass, dude. Come on, man. You can't take a stick jab from a handicapped kid. Apparently, it was more than that. Why would I do that? Is he fucking special because of that? No, I mean, could you not take the stick away from him and laugh it off? I did take it away from him. And laugh it off? Why would I laugh that off? 
break his ankles. Like, you know, ah, gotcha. Like, fake him out. Like, I don't know. No, that that kid had it coming. He was always like that, and everyone was always letting him get away with shit. And I had had enough, so fuck him. Everyone with cerebral palsy is different. Some have, like, full mental capacity and know that they're being giant assholes. No, this kid, yeah, he wasn't mentally handicapped. He was physically handicapped. I wouldn't fight a mental handicapped kid. They're expecting not to get approached like that so they can bully people. It'd be like someone who's huge. Usually the big people don't know how to fight because they don't have to fight. They go by intimidation. You know, like someone handicapped, I guess, can approach somebody in that situation and intimidate them because it's like, what are you going to do? Hit a cripple person. And I did. Fuck around and find out. And he did. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I never had a problem with that fucking kid afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure you were best friends, right? <laughs> Even like later on when I was like an adult, like in the military and like talking to friends in high school and like that story got brought up around them. They were like, oh no, Coyote was in the right. Fuck that kid. That kid was fucking terrible. Like teachers hated him. Coaches hated him. Everyone hated that fucking kid. And I get it. Maybe your life wasn't the greatest because you didn't have working legs. That sucks. But you can't go around taking your shitty life out on other people. Hold on real quick. Just because I didn't feel like I explained it correctly. Just want to say what I just looked up. It says cerebral palsy isn't an intellectual impairment. And then it says cerebral palsy does not on its own affect a person's intelligence. However... As many as 30 to 50% of children with CP have some form of cognitive impairment caused by a coexisting condition. I just didn't want to be wrong about that and like make a statement without actually knowing because it is a serious thing. So, yeah, I don't know if it was cerebral palsy or what it was. I just knew that kid was in classes with us. He was functional just fine, with the exception of walking and running. Well, he could walk, he couldn't run. I mean, he tried to run, but Bruh. It wasn't running. I'm not making a joke. I'm just saying he tried to run it. it I was about to say, hold on. I've been making a lot of fucked up jokes today, so I'm going I'm to move on. I did hear a funny one, though, that I think Toasty might enjoy. Go on. What do you call a lesbian with braces? What? A box cutter. I was wondering. <laughs> box. <laughs> Jeez, Marie. <laughs> I really didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Yeah. Hilarious. I do have a, a body modification that I actually wanted to get when I was younger and then didn't get. And that was somebody already had it, but like it was so cool I didn't give a shit. The dude had on his arm six like kind of half balls put into his arm. So it looked like Pokeballs kind of raised out and he got tattoos of Pokeballs, but like different types on there. You talking about like the implants? Yeah, he had the implant. Yeah. Yeah, implants where they were raised on his arm and he also had the Pokeballs like tattooed there. And I thought that was cool as shit. But then I thought about it, and that's back when I was still throwing down. So I was like, I don't know if I'd waste my money on that. And plus, I'd waste my money on drugs instead. And I was like, even if I did want to get that, I don't know how that would work in a fight. Like, if somebody would pop one of those things, I don't know if they're made of silicone or plastic, if that would poison me. They'd be metal, wouldn't those? No, not all of them metal. They're not? Like, the implants, the ones that, like, come under the skin, but are over? I thought those were all metal. No, there was a bunch of different ones I was looking at. Um, and this was also like back in the day when like people were just now starting to do it. Not everything was super safe yet. UV tattooing, I don't even know if that's good now, but like a lot of my friends got UV tattoos and then had to like have skin pieces removed because that shit got real bad. I'm kind of not going to lie. I wanted one of those, but I heard the same thing. I'm so happy I didn't get them. Yeah. I wanted to get the uh, Triforce on my hand, but only had one filled in for like the Triforce of Courage, like Link. So that like when you hit the light on it, it showed that I had the courage Triforce. I thought that was a cool idea. Harley, did you have any other body modifications that you wanted to do? Uh, yes, uh, hysterectomy. 
that's not body mod. I mean, yes, it is. It is. And I got approved for it for December 5th, so. Mm. I mean, yeah, you got, you got what, three, four, four, three, three? What, uterus? Vaginas? Oh. Two. Two. No, but my, my point is, uh, isn't there a like, requirement if, like, you're certain age with so many kids, they won't even let you do oh, it? Oh, see, so, yes, and uh, I had to fight my doctor. I was diagnosed with endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and uh, something that's called congestive pelvic syndrome. So that means, like, my downstairs is all sorts of fucked up. Like, it's flooding, the pipes are, like, broken, there's rust everywhere, it's just not working out. So, they're gonna go ahead and rip it out. How hot does that make you, Coyote? It's it's pretty awesome. I feel like a house flipper. We're going to go in. We're going to tear these walls down. It's really going to open up the view. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. Yeah, instead of instead of trying to reach for my cervix, he'll be able to touch my intestines. It'll just be like floating in the vast nothingness. I feel I feel like you think that sounds gross, but it doesn't. No, absolutely not. Um, So they're doing a... They're doing a total hysterectomy, so they're taking out my cervix, my uterus, my fallopian tubes, and uh, both of my ovaries. So, like, full hysterectomy, everything's taken out. Yeah, yeah. And what, what ends up happening is because there's an empty space there, my organs kind of start to shift down into that space and fill that space. So, yeah. Said, I just don't like to think about my brother having sex. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> well. He does. Well, I mean, you could have stopped thinking about that because we are well past that. Oh, my God. Way to, yeah, way to dwell on that, you weirdo. But it's really weird because when she had her thing, they had to like, you said they had to notify me, right? Oh or some shit God. like that. All right. So my first visit, I went in. I told him what was going on. You know, he took a peek under the hood, poked around a little bit. And he was like, yeah, we're going to do a, like a hormone panel on you. And then we're also um, going to do an ultrasound like on top of the belly and from inside the vagine and see what's going on. But I definitely think you have endometriosis. And I was like, okay, cool. What are my treatment options? And so he's like, all right, we, we can do birth control. We can put you on this injection for six months and see if that works. We could do laparoscopy, which is where they basically, so endometriosis is the buildup of scar tissue. And so what they do is they basically go in and like burn all the scar tissue away. Uh, but there's a, a chance, a good chance of it coming back. Or hysterectomy. And I was like, okay, well, I'm more interested in either the laparoscopy or the hysterectomy route. And he's like, perfect. He hands me a brochure for endometriosis, one for the laparoscopy, and then one for the fucking hysterectomy. And like, what to expect and shit. And he gives me all this information about the hysterectomy. And I'm like, cool. So then I go and I get these ultrasounds done and get this blood test done. And then once he gets the results, he calls me and he's like, all right. So endometriosis is confirmed. Um, but we also see that you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, which if, if anybody listening doesn't know, uh, that's where my ovaries grow a bunch of cysts on them. And it's in both my ovaries right now. And those cysts can end up bursting inside my body. And it's really yucky and, you know, stuff like that are uh, very painful. So is endometriosis. And then the pelvic congestion syndrome is where... I develop, um, do you guys know, like, you guys know what varicose veins are? Mm -hmm. Like those really, really thick veins. I have up to 20 of them on my uterus, just going all around my uterus. Just imagine like carnage symbiote, but just around her uterus. Basically. Pain-wise, 
are you okay? I mean, it hurts. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So he comes back and he says that, right? And I'm like, all right. And he gives me he gives me my options again. One of them being hysterectomy. And I was like, I, you know, you know, not partial, just straight up telling you full hysterectomy. Yeah, no, he's 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 giving me hysterectomy as an option. He's like, this is an option. And I started talking about how I'm interested in that. And he's giving me all this information, shit like that. And then I talked to Coyote about it. And, you know, we discuss it, I think, on it. Like, it's not like I made a snap decision, like I was doing research and all sorts of stuff. And I came back and I told the doctor, like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to go forward with the hysterectomy. And then he starts fighting me on it. After multiple times of giving me that as an option, he starts fighting with me. Was he trying to talk about a partial hysterectomy or a f- was he talking full he was, hysterectomy he was the whole ta- time? No, no. He was talking about not doing a hysterectomy at all of any kind. He, he basically gave me hysterectomy as an option. And then when I told him, okay, I'm going to take that option, he took it away from me or tried to. Okay. And I kind of know what you're talking about because my first baby mama did this. And they said, if you have a baby and it goes to open air, it's going to spread and you're going to have cancer. You mean like that's what it is. What? It is what it is. I mean, I understand all this. So it's like, what was his end game? What was he trying to accomplish by telling you? He never brought up the cancer thing. That's that's not a thing, uh, as far as I know, from my research. The thing with cancer and, and, and hysterectomies is... When you get a hysterectomy, usually they'll put you on hormone uh, replacement therapy, which kind of lessens the uh, menopause symptoms that you're going to go through when you get a hysterectomy. Like, that's that's inevitable. You're going to go through menopause. And it's supposed to lessen those. However, you being on doses of estrogen like that, like a medication, uh, a hormonal medication of estrogen, that can cause a, a rise in your chances of getting cancer. Um, so for me, late, late life, uh, late stage, late life, um, breast cancer is a thing with my family. Like there's been, you know, my, my grandmother on my mom's side just got done getting a total, uh, a double mysectomy because she had breast cancer. She's also 82. 80, yeah. 82. Hey, survived though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, well, you know, it's all right. I guess that she survived. Uh, we, we're not going to talk about that anyways. But it's like later in life, like she never saw any signs. Nothing came up until like she's in her 80s, you know, and at that point I'm like, fuck it, just burn it to the ground. I don't care. That's what I would have to worry about. So to and and the estrogen would also kind of make the chances go up. So what I do is I already have it planned out with my uh, gynecologist that uh, I'll get mammograms uh, every six months. So that way, if something does pop up, we catch it right off the cuff, like right off the bat. And we're able to combat it. Have you had a mammogram yet? Uh, yes, I've had one. Man, how much does those suck? Not really. I've seen them. They, they, they like, squish it, right? Like, don't they like yeah. put your titty in a thing and just like squish it? It doesn't hurt at all. Uh, well, you're also talking. Uh, she's you, used to that. You're I do also, that all the time. you know, asking this question to somebody who asks Coyote to slap her tits around hard. Okay. So never mind. I'm like, talking about hey, harder than no. I'm comfortable with. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that's a human. I'm talking a machine hooked up and squashing your titty that it didn't hurt at all. You'll be amazed at 
what you can deal with. Like that doesn't really I don't know. It doesn't I don't think it hurts. See, I don't think females her I don't biggest, think females, her biggest problem with getting a mammogram is like hiding her erection. Basically. Exactly. But uh I don't think females really understand because they don't have organs hanging outside their body like men do. Like the nuts. You can't put those in a vice and just squeeze them and have the same kind of reaction. Oh, just my titties are being squashed by a machine. That's fine. Yeah, because it's very different things. One's a bag of fat and like some nerves, and the other is your reproductive organ. Fucking actual organs. I don't know. My my boobies are kind of sensitive. I'm terrified of a mammogram because getting squished like that hurts them. Hurts mine. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have sensitivity, but I mean, and I know for a lot of females, it hurts to get hit in the teeth. You just got to bat those bitches around for a little while. You'll get used to it. Oh, no, no, no. It definitely hurts more to get kicked in the nuts than titties because, ugh, fuck that. I guarantee there's more women that like being slapped in the titty than there are men that like getting slapped in the balls. I like I like that. Ask Rig. But squishing them, like, if I lean against a table wrong or if they are, like, on top of my desk and I lean against them wrong, it hurts so bad. Do you cry about it, though? I'm not saying it's worse than y'all's nuts getting hit. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm scared of it because my men are sensitive. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. If you, you leaning on a desk is nowhere near getting nuts hit. I literally just said that. No, I, I, I get that. And I get, yeah, it'll probably hurt for you guys. And that sucks. I mean, fucking imagine it fucking hurt if I did that shit. But mine was more so a response to Harley talking about how, like. How she's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not to me, me being like. Oh, yeah, no, y'all's nuts are nothing when I squish my boobs. No, I, I get that, trust <laughs> well, me. Well, Harley's also a masochist. And I'm also severely broken, so. And severely broken, so. Yeah. That's okay. I, I got a lot of super glue. We're going to fix this. I like a little pain, too. I am in group therapy through the VA uh, with a bunch of other psycho bitches. If y'all are listening, I love you. Because um, I'm probably going to try to send this to them. And we're in what's called... Uh, it's like dialectic behavioral therapy and it's for the severely broken ones and they were doing like she was doing this exercise the therapist was doing this exercise with all of us she's wanting us to to find like a, a, a like like a box like i'm gonna i'm gonna start to describe it like she did like you, you want a box just like a special place special box just for you that nothing can get out that that you don't take out and nothing can get in that you don't put in it's your special little box. What kind of box is it? What does it look like? What's on the inside? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking of this as like, and, and she wants you to go like gut reaction, gut instinct. What is it you automatically think of? And so I'm sitting here like thinking she's talking about like, like a little inner safe space for our feelings and, you know, stuff like that. And so she's like, yeah, you know, off the cuff, what, what is your box? And I was like, ah. It is a metal footlocker on the inside. It's like a padded room with squishmallows. I love squishmallows. <laughs> you know, I say that and everybody's kind of like not saying anything. And then she was like, okay, yeah. And then somebody was like, yeah, squishmallows. I like that idea. Um, and then I find out that mine was very different from everybody else's because there were some where their box was clouds and a beach and like that was their safe place and mine was a padded room with squishmallows 
Okay, but see, you never like. I, well, I didn't. Maybe I didn't pick up on the safe space, but I heard like box. Like, oh, like I would think I would create something like that. I'd probably have like a wooden fucking like treasure chest looking fucking box. I didn't hear the safe space. Yeah. Well, no. She she said it, it, it's a box that you would feel safe in. Wait, it's like a safe box. How old were you? This happened Monday. I was like, well, you know, that's you said off the cuff. That's immediately what I thought of. Me being alone in a really squishy soft room with a bunch of squishmallows and everybody leaves me alone. That sounds like heaven. And she was like, well, this is more for like thoughts. We're putting thoughts in this box. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she's like, like your trauma, like things that you don't want to talk about or bring up. And I was like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. Like, if I need to start processing, like if you're going to walk me through processing my trauma, like, let's go for it. I can tell you exactly what happened to me. You know, I can tell you that, you know, I was diddled when I was six. Like, it doesn't bother me to like talk about it. No, that kind of shit. That's what kind of brought it up to me because I was. I got introduced to a therapy session in school and I unknowingly was, you know, introduced to it because my real dad died and they just brought me to the session and everybody was giving me sob story, sob story, sob story. And it got to my turn. They were like, right, so why are you here? I was like, I have no fucking idea. And they were like, didn't your dad die? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, he did. But you know, what? Yeah. I mean, I've processed a good chunk of my trauma. What I'm trying to do now is there's a lot of learned behaviors and habits that I have developed over the course of my life as tools and mechanisms of survival. I can put it right out there. Uh, I feel comfortable doing that. And Coyote can attest to this. I have a lot of narcissistic tendencies, like a lot. And it's something that I'm... No, but my point is, as long as you put them, like you said, as long as you put them out there, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. As long as you put them I out there. I mean, it took me, it took me a while to, like, it wasn't until, what, babe, last week that I, like, started talking about my self-realization about it and, like, the depth yeah. of it. I wouldn't say that's all that matters is that you put it out there. I think it's the first step yeah. to correcting no, it. No, definitely. Yeah. But you have to but, yeah. be honest with everything and come out with it and be open with it oh, and yeah. be like, hey. Like, it was was hard. It was hard for me to, like, say it to Coyote because it it was like I realized that I was doing that. And I was scared that if I came out and I said it and made it, like, real and I said it to him that he wouldn't want to deal with me anymore. And so I was scared to talk to him about it, which is stupid because, like, I've I've always been able to talk to Coyote about everything. I was, about to, yeah. I was about to say, like, dude, of all the bullshit, come on now. Yeah. I mean, it's it was, you know, it was hard for me to bring up, but, you know, I did. And I told him, like, hey, you know, I know I'm doing this. Like, I recognize it now. You know, I'm getting help for it. I'm sorry. We're amongst friends. This is a safe metal box with squishmallows. You're good here. Oh, I don't care. I talk about it on my TikTok. I don't care. That's fucking like 90% of her TikTok. Mental illness. To get back on topic, Toasty, body modifications. Are there any that you have thought of, com- thought completely against, anything like that? When I was like 15, no, when I was 13, I had this list of all the piercings I wanted at different ages. I never got like any of them. It was like 12 nose ring. Okay, so never mind. I was like 10 or 11 shit. Um, 12 was nose ring. Didn't get it till I was 15. 13 was like my third piercing holes and stuff. I mean, second and third, all that. 
And it went all the way to like 25, getting like my nipples pierced and stuff. The only things I've ever gotten were my left nose stud, my septum. I got my dace. I I think that's how it's pronounced. I gave myself a second piercing on my right ear and I pierced the right side of my nose and my shit. What is it? Labray? No. The middle of my bottom lip, not the lip, but right underneath it, the right side of my nose. And now the only things I have are my dace, my the piercings I've had since before I was one, my second hole. And then my nose and septum. Mom's youngest pretended to smack me and then pretended to smack me again, but actually hit me and yanked the nose ring out that I had pierced myself. And it got so swollen with like scar tissue. And we never heard the the stud fall. So I was genuinely scared that it was stuck in my nose because it felt like it there was something in my nose and I was able to move it around in the skin. So I thought my stud was in there, but I was just moving the scar tissue. But um, besides that, it was really just I always wanted to dye my hair a bunch of colors and get a bunch of tattoos. And I still only have three. Yeah, I'm waiting to get my first tattoo. So that's gonna be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's weird that you wanted to get your nipples pierced at the same time you were going to get your insurance lowered? I don't know if those had to do with anything, but that's a weird timing. I was like 11, 12. I knew nothing about insurance. I just knew that. Or you can rent a car. Oh, you can rent a car at 21, I thought. Or is it 25? I guess it depends on the state. It's 25. I had two lip piercings. One of them, Vampire's youngest, Squeak. She pierced my lip the one time. And to go up to Jersey to visit our dad, he made me remove it. But then I had a, I had it also pierced. That was on like underneath my lip, but to the side, like a little stud. And then I had the middle underneath my uh, lip pierced, professionally done. But that one got not ripped out, but I got in a fight and it ripped pretty bad. And I was like, yeah, I took that out. And that's also when I was thinking of like, yeah, I won't get that buddy mod on my arm and stuff like that. But I also had, I don't know if you remember, I had like nine piercings in my left ear and eight in the right ear. Only like three of them were professionally done. Everything else was like safety pins because we had a teacher at a Phoenix that hated when kids like pierced their ears. So I would pierce my ears in class all the time like an asshole. Jesus. Oh my gosh. When I was in freshman biology, I was sitting next to my friend. I don't talk to her anymore, so I'm not going to say her name. I hope she's doing well though. And uh, she goes, oh shit, I'm bleeding. And I was like, what happened? She goes, I just pierced my ear. And I was like, what? why and she goes i was bored i had a sharp piercing earring and so i shoved it through yeah and vampire's middle kid uh she's the one that taught me how to pierce my ears like she made me do the whole ice cube thing to numb it at first i didn't really numb it so i was like oh i could just do this without it that's really all i got i didn't really want any like major body modifications if i was to get any now it would probably be like the scarring but it would be something small and something like really really meaningful i think that shit sounds cool I would do something small. I was totally crazy in high school, bro. I was that weird kid with my boy, David. We were called the human pincushions. He was my Jewish gorilla. He had like arms that could touch his ankles, but his fucking nails on his hands were so fucking thick, but he had them sharpened to like points. And he would just sit there and like carve up my arm on the bus and freak people out in high school. And I had like scars. I was about scarification. If you want to talk about body modifications, I've been waiting on it. Scarification is my thing. Love it. Love it to death. No, I meant like professionally done. No, I love every scar I have from dog bites 
to falling out of trees and spiking myself in the leg. I love, you know, the the scar on my forehead from scoping myself with the seven millimeter, you know, rifle. I don't think having scars and and uh... yeah, body modification. You're talking about body. This is what the topic is, right? Body modifications, scar, scarification, intentional ones. I'm talking about like the scarification that they're talking about is the whole uh, like purposely getting like design. It's like scarring yourself, but instead of tattoos, it's like a design. Not having scars. No, I get it. What I was saying with dude buddy grabbing my arm and you know whatever. Hey, you know what scarification thing that I would love would be. Uh, have you ever seen that where they get the crocodile skin in like the Amazon and they do like the uh, uh, paper cuts, leave it open to the point where it's like scarification and it becomes like crocodile skin? No, I haven't seen that one. No, uh, I mean, look it up. It's actually a thing. And that's actually one of the cultural things I wanted on my body was have a piece of my body put with that like crocodile skin. Totally scarification. Love every bit of it. See, like your friend doing that on the bus and stuff, that sounds like scarification, like juvenile scarification, but not the like falling out of trees and getting accident scars. That's different. I love mine like that, too. But no, that's what I'm saying. There's different versions. But when he's carving me up on the bus and the, you know, uh, the shock value is what I'm going for. And the scars, you know, that's body modification. I like it. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the Papua New Guinea tribe? That does the the scars that look like crocodile skin. Yeah, so I'm saying right there. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. If I was in, I, I always said there's multiple cultural shit I want done on my body. But I would never do it unless I'm at that place. I would never do that unless I was at that place letting them do that. Like that Hawaiian tattooist that uh, does the traditional... Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's only like a couple needles where they hammer it, but like, you don't pick your tattoo. Like, you go there, they read your aura or body, and they do stuff like that. That I think would be really cool. My biggest point would be like, I want a koi fish, but I would not get a koi fish unless it's done in Japan by that little thorn, you know, that tapping thorn style. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I want, that's how I want it. Are you going to get a koi fish? If you were to get a koi fish, would you get it going up or going down? I mean, I'll look it up. Man, well, the, <laughs> you know what like, I'm talking about. Going down means you're like grounded. If it's like going up, it's supposed to turn into a dragon, and that means like chasing your dreams kind of stuff. Exactly. If I was gonna get it, I would read more into it. But yeah. the koi fish in general, I wouldn't want unless it was culturally done right. Same thing. I want my whole thigh blacked out. I wouldn't do that unless I wasn't like you know Australia or something like that. Uh, what's that one? Uh, it's a really famous TikToker that's got like, it's not blacked out, but his face is tattooed. And it's called his, uh, I think he's Maori, Maori whatever. Maori? Maori. Maori, yeah. Maori. He had, yeah. He, had his, he had his bottom face done and it, it looks insanely good. He just had the, like the top of his face done. But his whole TikTok is about the, the indigenous people and their traditions and stuff like that and like I have multiple cultural shit I want the koi fish I want a blacked out thigh I want the scales that crocodile skin I have multiple shit I would want but I'll probably never get why not you know what I mean but I would never do it unless I'm at that place I mean yeah cause I'm I've never left so go there and do the it because I've never left the United States yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why fuck I mean you can go to Hawaii and do that test. I mean that's still in the United States, but it's a thing. And I, you also, I think the one that I was reading about, like they do do outsiders, 
but like you have to go there and they have to accept and let you do it kind of thing. And but I know a lot of them don't let outsiders do that stuff. No, for sure, for sure. But hey, that koi fish with that, uh, you know what I'm talking about, because I know you spent plenty of time in Japan, that thorn style, what where they do the tattoos like that, the tapping? Uh, in Japan, I don't know. Did they have anything like that in Korea? Like what? Some like hand tattoo or like a very traditional Korean tattoo that like Americans wanted to be a part of. I'm sure there was, but a lot of the tattoo artists, if they were worth anything, they wouldn't give it to you, even if you asked for it and paid them double. Uh, so my tattoo artist that I used to go to, I'm not going to say his name, uh, but he had a very, very specific type of clientele. They would come in for very traditional large pieces and we would have to leave. So when I was in there, any time that anybody came in asking for it, like soldiers or whatever, he would all but physically throw them out. So and from what I understand, most tattoo artists are like that. Well, I mean, I think some of them see that as like cultural appropriation. Yeah. Hazy, do you mean, I don't know if I'd pronounce it right, but Tabori, where they kind of like jab you with the stick, I would say, instead of the tapping, which is more like Hawaiian and stuff? I mean, I guess so. I just remember seeing people in Japan, people doing that little thorn, and they're doing the tapping, and they could do that koi fish, any koi fish, in like two hours, and have everything perfect. And it's so crazy. They say it's the most painful way to get a tattoo, but it's so detailed and so nice. Because the one that I've seen is the Tabori, where they just have a stick with like needles on the end or something, and they, they can shade and stuff with that. The tapping I normally see like with Hawaiian traditional ones where they take the stick and have to have another yeah. stick and tap it against you. And when I see like the tapping kind, I don't like saying that because I want to know what the actual term is. But that one, I normally see like a bunch of like geometric shapes and stuff like diamonds and stuff in a certain pattern. I am looking up the, the there are like some Japanese ones where they have, they have like the long stick and he kind of like slides it along his hand and he like jabs you over and over. And way well, does traditional Japanese. That. That's what is like t- Tibori, T-E-B-O-R-I. I thought I'd spell it just in case I'm not saying it correctly. Yeah, Tibori. You're right. That's what it is. Yeah. It looks like a paintbrush, but with like needles on the end of it. I thought that was a traditional way of doing it in Japan because I thought I saw people doing the koi fish like that. I mean, they might have, but it's quicker. And I imagine it's cheaper for like people to just go out in town. And, and so like they have like a bunch of tattoo shops. However, the tattoo shops there, so expensive. Really? Yeah. Because they don't have a lot of them. Everything in Japan is probably expensive, like American dollars, right? No. Oh? Tattoos are more expensive there because there's less tattoo artists. So the industry isn't flooded and they can charge what they want because there's not a lot of tattoo artists because it's... It's criminal. It's, yeah. it's not criminal. It's taboo because criminals like the Yakuza and people and like they used to tattoo criminals so that you would know that they're criminals. And there's places like if you have any tattoos that are showing, you can't go. Like you can't go to water, certain water parks because of it. I think they're getting more lenient as time goes on, but they're still really big into not doing that. Because when I first went over there, like, we weren't allowed to smoke in places in America anymore. We were still smoking, like, in restaurants and bars over there. They do a lot of things America does. Man, you walked in there with a neck tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not not too good. I just can't go to, like, certain water parks. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of places you can't go to fucking anyways because you're a gaijin and... If you leave America, I know you haven't. If you leave America, people either love Americans or they fucking hate you. And a lot of times, it's they hate you. Yeah. I feel like that's in America, too. Korea's the same way. And a lot of times, and I mean, 
Some will be open about hating you. Some will be open about liking you. And some will pretend to fucking like you, but really fucking hate you and fuck you over. If you're an American and you leave the country and don't expect people to hate you for being an American, you're just ignorant. I didn't say they didn't. I was just saying that, like, there's a lot of places you can't go because you are American. Yeah, there's there's like off limits establishments. Yeah. And they will they'll have signs outside bars, restaurants, like anywhere, basically saying that Americans aren't allowed in there, especially uh, I don't know if it was like this for you in Japan, but in Korea, it was especially no American soldiers were allowed in a lot of places. Yeah, they can spot military easy everywhere. They, they spot military a mile away. Specifically, they they would have signs that would say U.S. military not allowed. No, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could oh, try yeah. to say, like, you're not military, but they're like, we know better. We could smell it you on idiot. you. Look at your haircut. Look at the way you walk. Look at the way you dress. Get out. And you're like, okay, sorry. It's, it's just how it is. Yeah, like that in Hong Kong, too. But, I mean, Hong Kong is, you know, Hong Kong's wild. Uh, so much shit. That's free game. Yeah. So much shit is going on in Hong <laughs> Kong right now. It's, it's nuts. But uh, anytime I've been to Hong Kong, we, uh, we always met up with, like, uh, Aussies there. And it was it was Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. No, they they hate that. They don't do that. They hate that. Oh, Absolutely. No? Yeah, I know. That. I know they hate it. I know. They fuck. But they they loved to headbutt like once because it's like when you're drunk with people and you're, like, you're my best friend. You like just met that guy like five minutes ago. Like they're pretty chill. They Aussies. I don't care how much you drink as an American. Don't ever try to drink Aussies under the table because they will fucking wreck your shit and then headbutt you all night. Have you ever done a shoey where you pour a beer in a shoe and then chug it from the shoe? It's called a shoey. We've done that at like our military balls in the army. I've seen people do that in America, not yeah, outside America. No. It's definitely Australian. Oh, I don't know. Shoey. Oh, we never did that. We had this really cool thing in Hong Kong. If you're deployed and it's around a holiday, some families that are like, because a lot of people like retire and then like leave because they're like fucking outside the states is great and a lot of those people will host whenever uh, military come into town they're like hey you guys are here for this holiday you guys can come to our house we'll have this big meal this big feast and we were supposed to go to this bar for a little bit and then go to this old uh couple's house for thanksgiving one time and instead they were like would you guys rather us just like order pizza and just keep the tab open at this bar for the rest of the night and everyone like the aussies the brits or not the brits the um I don't remember. It was Ozzy, someone else, and us. We were all like, yeah, so then we just stayed there and drank. And that's how we spent, like, a Thanksgiving. That sounds dope. Yeah, no, I'm really glad I joined the military because you you would never have these experiences otherwise. It's it's nuts. My oldest is ROTC next year, and he's wanting to join the military. Oh, that was me, too. When you guys have your, your ball or whatever, for whatever you guys do, do you guys do the grog? What's a grog? Oh, it's where they, they mix a bunch of alcohol into a grog bowl, and usually they pour it from boots, and you drink it from boots. No, I mean, we've done the mixed alcohol, but that's a that's a rough game where like everyone's mixing like what's left in their stuff, and then like you play a game. Oh, yeah, know. no, like this, this is like for us, this was like pivotal. Like from boots? Yeah, from like worn military boots. Mm. And... Is there a winner? No. It, it's a tradition to, to gather all the alcohol together that you have, put it in one space. At, at, at least as far as I know, y'all drink it together. I feel like I'm happy not being in the military. I still kind of wish I went into the Air Force. I appreciate y'all's service. So, to get us back on topic, anybody else have any other modifications they want to talk about? 
uh, I posted I posted some pictures. I saw that. And the oh, ID said Tango's pics and videos uh, on uh, the Discord. Yeah, so that's the, the mod you have in the back of your head or your neck. I used to want a finger piercing. Anyway, so the pictures that are in here, uh, back in like... God, like 2011, 2012, I was working at a tattoo shop. I was the the counter bitch. But the the perks to that are cheaper free tattoos and piercings. And the piercer there had a huge crush on me. So anytime I wanted a piercing, it was absolutely, babe, whatever you want. And so one day I was like, like he had done dermals on me, uh, like dermal implants in my chest and close to my throat. And I was like, ah, I want something a little bit more extreme. So we decided to pierce the nape of my neck. And that's what that is. It took him because I have a lot of muscle in my neck and in my shoulders and my traps. Yeah, you do. It took him about 10 minutes to work that, or no, like five minutes to work the needle through. And then another three to five minutes just to get the, the bioflex in, which is the the flexible barbells that they use for piercing. So that way, like, I could still move my neck around instead of it being a metal barbell. I was still in the military when I got that. I ended up having to take it out because one of my NCOs fucking saw it under my uniform and was like, take that shit out. And I was like, no. So I'd love to get that redone again if it didn't take as long or hurt as bad. Can I just say that in the middle of the edited part, I realized that those were two faces. Did yeah. they look like two things of ice cream being thrown at each other? I thought they were just kind of melted looking wings. Yeah. Oh, I guess it does kind of look like melted wings too. Yeah. Looks cool regardless. It kind of looks like a Rorschach test. Yeah, I like it. Oh, I like that. Uh, Rorschach's my favorite fucking hero. I just wish his mask didn't have my parents fighting on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the picture underneath there is the Pokemon Tat, uh, body mods that I was talking about that I thought would like be cool. So, yeah, I found the picture because it was under like insane body modifications. Which one of them? And I'll probably put the picture up here. Twin brothers, obviously, and one of them amputated his arm just so the other brother could attach the arm to him and have three arms. It didn't do anything. You're lying. But that's dumb. I don't know if like the arm just wasn't working, and he's like, yeah, it'd be funny. I'd have to look more into it. But off the cuff, that looks weird. Where was it? On his like chest. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll drop the picture in here. Imagine sex with that guy. I don't want to, but thanks. Just 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 do it. I mean, I imagine if he could use all three of those arms, he could really slap some titties around. He could he could fuck around with that one chick from Total Recall. Fair point. Fair point. Anyways, Toasty, why do you have so many fucking squishmallows? I'm a collector. I have even more now. Not by much, but I see an owl doctor. I see twin pirates. What's that thing all the way to the right? What is that one? Clement Clementine is that what that fruit's called? Clementine. Clementine. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm so. I stopped smoking, by the way. I mean, like completely. At least until I possibly get a job, a second job, or a new job. But I'm feeling pretty good. I think that is going to wrap it us wrap it up for us here at ID Ten Tangu. Buck. <laughs> I think that is going to wrap it up for us here at ID Ten Tangu. <laughs> Thank you everybody for coming out to listen. Sorry that you come out to listen to us as per usual, and we hope to see you again. So say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.